0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am cozy in my chair in the studio (laughs) on this Monday morning because I have a good friend with me, and it just so happens to be her birthday. Please welcome back to the podcast, Sarah Galley.
2: Oh, my God. Is it my birthday?
0: I've been so I've. Deduced.
2: So you've been told <laughs> repeatedly by me every we, hour on the hour. I'm the New York one of announcing it's my special day.
0: This is our our second day in a row. Yesterday, I visited your apartment, your, your storied Uh you. We recorded an episode for your podcast, Andy's Girls, which mm. you can listen to anywhere you listen to mention it all. Um, and then we had a, a, a wee bit of a celebration. <laughs> um and, <laughs> And we were supposed to watch Succession, but then we didn't because we were talking about um, Housewives shows on Peacock, (laughs) the rehearsal. Um, And then we both separately watched Succession after I left your apartment.
2: It was quite literally a Succession premiere themed birthday party that did not, for a single second, include any kind of Succession premiere content. Except I said, as I put the veggie charcuterie platter down, consider this knife. A Shiv Roy.
0: a Shiv, yeah, a Shiv. very, very, very clever. So
2: clever, so creative. <laughs> Somebody
0: listening to this podcast just groaned audibly. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, okay. for the
2: very first time, I
0: have no, I have no concept of whether people who listen to this podcast know about Succession."
2: Well, are they people?
0: Uh, like, yeah, no, I'm not saying like zero mention at all. Listeners overlap with Succession. I just don't know if it's like the crowd.
2: Okay, if you could cast. A succession character on a housewives franchise because I could we could go through the roster but we don't have time there's a lot going on okay on any housewives franchise who would you put on housewives in which city and Um, or show because you could include Vanderpump rules there's no rule here
0: it's um, my birthday I think. Well, maybe going back to like season one or two, I think Willa could be on Vanderpump Rules. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, like trying to make something happen for herself if she hadn't met Connor. Um, but I think maybe
2: <laughs> She would be the what was her name who went to Yale? She would be the veil. Vale. She would be the veil vale Veil. Vale, vale. Vanderpump Rules.
0: Um maybe I would say like Carolina on the Rony reboot.
2: Oh my God, so good. Yeah. That's really If you're like
0: a casual succession viewer, Carolina is like the publicist for the Roy family. Mm -hmm. So she's always kind of like putting out a fire. Yeah. I think she could she could play. Yeah. Do you have a different do you have an answer?
2: I feel like I would. I mean, I think Roman would work on anything. Oh, I also think Connor would be great on New York. Like some of that, like Kelly Ben Simone energy, I think is always helpful and fiery. I might put Shiv on Beverly Hills because mm. I think we need her mm. and she is deserved there.
0: Maybe Roman on Summer House.
2: Roman, <laughs> they would light the house on fire by day two to just be done with it. He would. Can you imagine? Like Kyle would be. It would. He would burn everything up. I would love to see it. I would uh, love to see it.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> maybe that'll be the Succession spinoff because the show's ending. Maybe next oh, season we'll get House. Kieran Culkin on a reality show.
2: Oh my god, I would love it from your lips.
0: <laughs> um, well, we have other things to talk about that aren't Succession themed. How so dare you! If you're more, if you're, if you skew more Bravo than HBO, don't worry, you still have come <laughs> to the right place. Uh, first of all. Beverly Hills in the midst of filming right now. And there have been some interesting little developments over the weekend because Kyle hosted a a dinner, a party and both mm. uh, Denise and Camille were there mm. filming allegedly. And then also Kim Richards was spotted on a hike with Kyle and Dorit. There are back grid photos of the three of them together. Oh,
2: back Oh,
0: <sighs> I, okay. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I, the, the Camille and Denise thing to me is a little bit like, until it's real, who cares? Because Kyle mm. Kyle is always having a party and inviting whoever. And so it's not like, that doesn't mean that anybody's having like a storyline on the show. The Kim Richards hiking with Kyle and Dorit thing, that to me is like my ears just perked right up.
2: And it's also so much worse for me that Dorit was there because I feel like it's more of an ensemble choice as opposed to like Kyle just seeing her sister and not wanting to do that at like a dinner party. Like the fact that it feels like an active, like they were probably there for a minute, the three of them, that is more of an active choice. So for those of us who wish Kim the very best in all the ways, but don't necessarily need that kind of stuff happening that is that's a 911
0: well yeah i think it raises the question of have Kyle and Kim been talking or maybe even been filming privately that we haven't found out about and then now Kim is sort of back in the fold or is this like a super random just a hike <laughs>
2: What would that mean, if anything, for Kathy coming back? If they have Kim filming and Kathy's seemingly still TBD, is it better or worse for Kathy's chances if Kim is back?
0: In a way, I think that Kathy's chances really just come down to what Kathy decides she wants. Good point. Because it does seem like last season she sort of had... A blank check, not in a money sense, actually, but like in a way of like, whenever you want to start showing up, feel free to start showing up. Mm-hmm. And she decided to at some point. I sort of feel like it's probably somewhat similar for this season. And maybe maybe she's more hesitant this season because she and Kyle actually aren't in a good place. But uh, the Kim thing is interesting because for the last couple years, whenever there's been this question of, is Kim ever going to come back? Especially now that Kathy was on the show. I don't necessarily think that being on the show is best for Kim. Yeah. At least based on, you know, kind of what we've seen and heard in the past. She could be in a different place now. I don't presume to know. But I want Kim to be good more than I want her to be on TV.
2: Totally.
0: So I think when I see them filming, I'm like, of course, it it'll. I like Kim. You know, I enjoy seeing Kim. I think it would be... Fun to see her, but also it's like, I don't need her to do this for any reason other than like want actually wanting to.
2: Yeah, it it just makes me feel, I'm just sort of confused about what's going on with like the Richard sisters. But I guess that's no different from truly any other day. And when it comes to Kathy joining BH late, I mean, I think there was the blank check of it all, but also she was filming... Paris in Love and then also essentially planning Paris's wedding. Mm. So since that obstacle has been removed, I think it really is now more purely about like, I feel like I got fucked last year. I don't want to do this again, even though you could argue that she won.
0: Did you see that Paris in Love is getting a second season?
2: I'm really happy about it. I didn't, but I'm really happy about it. Did you watch
0: it? Not all of it.
2: I expected it to be bad and like... Even though I liked her YouTube series, I just... I had no faith that it was going to be interesting, which is fine. I thought it was just going to be like Mm -hmm. fluff, like kind of funny, kind of kooky, not simple life stuff, but like not deep. And it was I was really surprised about it. I don't know why my my expectations were just that it was going to be like,
0: well, it's like a wedding special. You don't expect. Yeah,
2: like a Bravo style. Some of the Bravo style wedding specials where it's like maybe there's a little something, but it's just like getting and it was much deeper. I was really and Kathy didn't look great in a lot of it, which I also really appreciated. Mm hmm. I thought it was like somewhat honest. I thought it was honest. Yeah,
0: I think Kathy occupies a really interesting place in terms of how she comes across and how her sort of image is, and that she, I think in like a Hollywood sense, she has a very buttoned up image, but that sometimes when it spills over to the more reality TV side of things, she there are some moments where it really is not so flattering for her. And I think it's 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 kind of fascinating her continued choice to appear on shows like this knowing that she might not always come out of it looking the best when it's like Kathy Hilton has enough money that she could just like sit in her house until the end of time Mm -hmm. she doesn't need to be like working
2: (laughs) yeah but I mean look at Diana look at Adrian Malouf you know fame is its own currency Mm -hmm. and um with Kathy, I mean, I can't wait then for Paris and Love S2. And also, I'm sure Kyle will discuss this on BH, which Kathy won't be thrilled by. But the fact that Paris didn't tell anybody in her family yeah. that she was having a child until the child was born. And then she was like, beep, beep, beep. Like, hey, guess what? Surprise.
0: Surprise, grandma.
2: I am very into that vibe and yeah. energy just based off of like her wanting to have privacy maybe for the very, very first time. In her adult life where like she was going through a significant chapter, she was in total control Mm -hmm. and she was able to enjoy it without someone being like, here's what you should do. Here's what you need to do. Um, I'm very curious for how Kathy actually received that news. And I don't mean like, did she get a phone call, but how she processed it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a choice. I mean, it's a strong choice for Paris to make to basically not tell anyone in her life until after the baby had arrived um, it's
2: wild.
0: Yeah, I I'm mean,
2: into it though. I, I know support it, makes, it that's But it, like, I'm like, holy shit! Like, like I said, I is- didn't.
0: I didn't watch all of the first season of Paris and Love, but something like that. Assuming that that's kind of what is going to be covered on this season, I'm kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll uh, be tuning into that.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be really interesting. Are they filming now? They have to be.
0: I don't know technically, okay. but based on the timing of the season two announcement, I'm assuming that it's about like her becoming a mom. Wow. Yeah.
2: Well, maybe then she'll have Kathy will have that excuse as far as filming goes. I mean, it might be a, and it might not be a, it could be an excuse with like a lot of validity that if she's doing a lot of filming for pair. I mean, who know? At the end of the day, Kathy will do whatever Kathy wants to do. Yeah. I just don't know that Kathy knows what she wants to do.
0: Yeah, I mean I do it's the kind of thing where like Mr. and Mrs. Peacock could definitely find a way to make it work for her to do both. <laughs> the,
2: the, Tim and Susan Peacock.
0: <laughs> Madame NBC Universal. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Kathy, like we said, she doesn't need to do anything. So we'll see.
1: honeylove.com slash MIA use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA after you purchase they'll ask where you heard about them please support our show and tell them we sent you the summer vibes are just getting started honeys shape your life with honey
0: love let's talk about girls trip
2: okay let's go on a trip let's go, let's go to Phuket. let's <laughs> go to Phuket.
0: let's let's trudge up that hill to this villa the visual of these women having to walk up a hill to get to the house, I'm like. Does the does the airport car service not drive up the hill?
2: I mean, talk about a hilling journey for Hi- poor Sweet Whitney. Poor Sweet Whitney. Who was like, <laughs> I, I'm steps- not going to make it. She's like, I'm not going to survive this. She,
0: she arrived at the bottom of the hill first and then somehow was the fourth person to get to the house. I'm like... She, You got the bootleg Uber from the airport because everybody else got door to door.
2: It was like a relay version of how the real world cast usually. And remember when they would like enter? Well, we were <laughs> the same age. So we remember the first generation of the real world. But they would like enter and it was like a whole thing. This was sort of like that, but with cardio.
0: It's like on, like on Traders. And they're like, well, I mean, if we were just hanging out in the castle, it would have been fun. But like we're doing challenges. <laughs>
2: Kate Chastain would have left. She wouldn't have entered into their little Thailand, not little, not so little, beautiful Thailand villa. She would have been like, nope, sorry.
0: It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous villa. They- the views, it just makes every, every single thing about girls trip. Makes the Bluestone Manor season funnier. That's
2: exactly what I was saying. If you were Jill Zarin, and you know Jill's watching every episode of everything that's ever been on Bravo and Peacock right now, and God bless her, that's why we love her. She is. Keep she it is, up. She is, she you know, the she's the dumb NBC so, Universal. You know she's so <laughs> upset, and you know that Dorinda's watching it, being like, "It's the same thing." My my experience. My house is exactly the she, same as this.
0: Like, you had gorgeous luxury. They had gorgeous luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you had a home.
2: Oh, my God. (laughs) Vicky watching it right now. I would be kind of upset.
0: I mean, Vicky got to go to Morocco, at least.
2: Oh, right. So she's...
0: Yeah. But still...
2: Oh my god! I completely forgot. V-
0: Vicky's like, so I, did she? Vicky's like, I had to allegedly lie about my vaccination status <laughs> so I could go spend a week in the Berkshires <laughs> at this musty ass house and these women oh my have god. ocean views.
2: Oh also shout out Vicky Gumbelson. Happy birthday! Oh yeah, happy birthday, Vicky! Shout out to the to the other OG,
0: Victoria. Yeah, is she sixty yet? <laughs>
2: Are we? What a way to phrase it. No, I, I think she's 61 and it's very upsetting to me that I know that and Shannon okay, just I'm turned 59 that. on Friday and it is also very upsetting to me that I know that.
0: There is something I think she's 61. Yeah, 61. There is That's something so
2: bad that I know that. <laughs> Terrible.
0: There's something a little titillating to me about the fact that the number of 60 plus housewives is Mm. increasing because for a while it was like only Ramona or like Leah, like Leah Black is in her 60s. There's a few other ones, but like Lisa Vanderpump turned 60 last year, I think. Love it. Vicky is 60. Uh Caroline's got it. Caroline Manzo's got to be close. I don't know.
2: Caroline Manzo's got to be in her 60s. But like, it's kind yeah, of
0: it's be. kind of fun that we're getting this like senior class.
2: Well, I don't think of 60s as senior. I think of 60s as like mature. I mean, well, technically, I in, like a society no, not sense, like
0: 65 plus is like senior citizen.
2: Wow. 60 is the new like. 50, which is the new 13. I
0: agree. I agree, but like when you go to the movie theater and right. you're like I'd you like one senior ticket. citizen ticket 65. I mean, AARP is banging down your door when you're what, 50?
2: Oh my god. I might be that <laughs> I might be that weirdo that goes to the movie theater and they're like, "Would you like a senior ticket?" I'm like, "No, I'll pay full price. I'm young." <laughs> How dare <laughs> Why you? Are you carding me.
0: Actually, I'll take a student ticket. <laughs> I Thank <know>. you. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. My senior year of college was the last year that they didn't put your year of graduation on your student ID. And I used that <laughs> oh, until I lost it f- for so. And then I accidentally I like, threw it away or something. I was so upset. But I used it for everything. As you should. I was like, don't. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm in college, I'm in the school of life.
0: And that is how you commit fraud. <laughs> um, it, speaking of fraud... <laughs> I absolutely loved the way these women came in raring to go with questions Mm. about Jen Shaw, because they were filming this in July right after Jen had entered her guilty plea. Heather came to this trip mere days after being in New York with Jen. Uh, She tells us that Jen called her right before she went to the courthouse to plead guilty and basically said, I don't want you to be blindsided. Um, And all of these women, uh, it's so relatable the way that these women thinking back to last summer are watching social media news whatever and being like like wait what and i'm going to be with the with her her bff who knows everything oh i can't <laughs> wait to ask those questions
2: yeah and the way that heather pretends that she like cares the most about the victims and is working on that pr strategy in some of her responses Also noting that she (laughs) at one point was like, well, she's it was something this is not verbatim, but it was something along the lines of like, well, you know, is she guilty? Either she lied in court or she's lying to me as if to say, which I'm I'm sure actually happened that Jen was like, I'm just doing this for strategic reasons. I'm not actually guilty, which I think is fascinating.
0: Yeah, I mean. Jen, to the day of her sentencing, was basically like, I didn't know how bad it was until I found out how bad it was. And then I felt so bad, and that's why I pled guilty. And it's like, okay. I mean, I guess you're there's no there's nothing in it for Jen to ever like walk back that story and admit to something more devious. She's literally in prison right now already. But seeing Heather. Process it and seeing these other women who don't have the background or the history within the Salt Lake City cast, mm-hmm. kind of apply their own thought process to it. It really is fascinating to see them be like, "Wait, so you're you're still this is still that's still your girl?" And Heather's like, "Well, I mean, yeah, like I don't I don't support what she did, but like I I'm like there for her, and it's like it's tricky and it's refreshing sometimes to see." Housewives have like real opinions mm-hmm. about things that are happening with the other shows because it's like, okay, yeah, you're like a normal person watching this unfold and being like, that seems weird.
2: Right. And also, if you are Heather or that, or really honestly, anyone in a situation where you're trying to get out of a critique, you can always turn it against a cast member. You're only saying this because you dislike me. You're only saying this because you essentially want me to have a bad edit versus these women Mm -hmm. who you can't make that argument about generally. I guess you could in the context of like, girls trip, but it just, I don't see that happening. I mean, like you technically could argue that if you wanted to, but that's removed, which means there's an additional pressure because they don't have a vested interest in that way. They're not a continuing cast member. You're not going to be filming Salt Lake City with them next season, which frees up those people to be like, WTF are you doing? And it, I think, puts more pressure on Heather to answer because Mm -hmm. they don't have the same interest that she could argue Lisa Barlow might.
0: Right. And with the the dynamic t- between Heather and Whitney is a major part of this season. And we see Giselle sort of carrying the question flag. And there's this, I guess, phone conversation that she had had with Heather prior to them going on this trip, where Heather was talking about her issues with Whitney and kind of how everything had been going and they had just finished filming and all of this stuff. And then At the beginning of the trip, Heather and Whitney are sort of telling everyone, well, you know, like stuff happened, but it's, you know, clean slate, sweep under the rug, we're going to be good, whatever. Like, we're figuring it out. And Giselle is kind of like, well, I was talking to you on the phone like last week and you sure had a lot to say about this girl over here. So I think Giselle is like, this is where she shines because she's like. Well, if I have the information, I'm not going to just not say it like I'm, we're, we're here for a week. What, what else are we here to do?
2: This is where, regardless of how you feel about her, Giselle shows her skill as a housewife because she's just going to say it. And she's extremely direct mm-hmm. in ways that she is deeply, deeply comfortable being, which I think is helpful to all of us. But this like Heather Whitney. I don't know the experience of watching their dynamic on Girls Trip, noting we're only three episodes in, but it feels like we've seen 12. I just am like a little off kilter about it because we obviously watch them deal with and kind of struggle with even sort of understanding how they feel on Salt Lake City. Then they go on Girls Trip and like allegedly there is some sort of healing that takes place. Then they have a world war at BravoCon mm-hmm. at the Salt Lake city panel. Then they have the girls trip panel when they're like continuing to fight with each other. Then they film the Salt Lake city reunion. I just like, I, I don't even, I'm getting confused as to where we are because so yeah. much is going on and it's obviously not being filmed in order.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you just said all the things in the correct order. So I think like, it's not so much that the timeline is confusing. It just is you feel like you need something to like anchor yourself to where it's like, I need a, I need like a screenshot of this moment in time where it's like, okay, thinking back to last summer, this is right after Jen has pled guilty, but we don't know uh, anything about the season yet. And so I think it's interesting to watch kind of like another layer from before their season had aired. Cause obviously things kind of fester and social media stuff happens when the show is airing and, you know, people have... There are a lot of outside opinions. So it's interesting to watch it kind of like in a vacuum a little bit where it's like we're still kind of reeling and processing from what we have filmed, but it hasn't been broadcast at all yet. And it, it's interesting and I think we see sort of a similar vibe with Candace and Giselle because they're coming mm. off of filming their season seven and Candace obviously has a lot of feelings about Giselle coming off of that season based on the stuff that happened with Chris and they seem to be a little bit a little bit like unclear too on whether they're going in with a clean slate or whether they're leaving their issues back at home because they they sort of say they are at the beginning but then by the end of episode 1 we have Candace telling Whitney that Giselle is not to be trusted and, you know, that she'll do anything she thinks is going to be good for ratings. And, you know, that life has whooped her ass and that's why she has a wallop. <laughs> I, and I think with Candace, I don't think she's wrong to have any of these feelings about Giselle. But there's, it, it's interesting to me the, the kind of dichotomy between like, are we or aren't we letting our outside issues become a part of the storyline on this spinoff?
2: Yeah, I feel like the Giselle and Candace stuff, I actually feel like there's more, and I know this is going to sound maybe crazy, but I feel like there's like almost more hope there that's currently being presented by Candace and Giselle, where they'll give each other a little bit more space than what we're seeing with Heather and Whitney. And with Heather, it's like a two-parter. Like one, do we really still not understand the difference between a break and like having someone add a little bit of a boundary to a friendship and saying, I just need to breathe and a break up. Like, there's such a difference there, and her deep disinterest in communicating to Whitney, let alone us, that she understands the difference mm-hmm. is frustrating. And also for Heather, she had a tough season with fans, I would say. How do we think this is going to go for her overall? Will people feel maybe better at the end of it? Are they, is this going to compound an existing, Mm -hmm. maybe temporary, but an existing issue that's going on with the Bravo community as how they kind of view her? Cause I I really genuinely want to know how you feel about that.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think Heather is in a sticky situation that she has largely created for herself, but the difference between kind of the claims that they're making about each other, to me, it's, Heather seems to have a very specific idea of kind of where Whitney did her wrong. And that is mostly based on the idea that she kind of played things up or lied on her for TV. Right. And that she's saying that Whitney was basically desperate after Justin lost his job to secure this TV show as the sole you know, provider for the family at that time. And so she was kind of like, this is my big chance with this storyline about, you know, Lisa Barlow and the jazz tickets. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, at, that, at this point, like the storyline doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It's the mechanics. Right. And basically Heather is saying that Whitney was mad at her because she wouldn't play along with this TV scheme. But I think with Whitney, it's it feels like it's coming from a deeper place that Mm. Whitney is upset with Heather, or at least she's saying she's upset with Heather because she doesn't feel like she's been given this support and this kind of grace and whatever that Heather has given to Jen Shaw or maybe Angie Harrington. (laughs) 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 Um, But so like there, I think they both have a root cause of why they, aren't on good terms Mm -hmm. but I think with Heather unfortunately if the argument is coming down more to like tv mechanic type of stuff Mm -hmm. and Whitney's argument is coming down to like being supported as a friend and a person Heather's starts to fall a little bit flat even if there is some truth there or some accuracy there in terms of what actually happened it does seem like Because it's so easy for us to be like, Heather, why are you still ride or die for Jen? That, I think, is like the big question at the center of it.
2: Yeah, and she obviously, her ability to see only the worst in Whitney, which involves a little creative math on her part, versus the Jen stuff is just, it's, listen, this happens once in a lifetime. (laughs) Like, we're just ex- ex- <laughs> a except that the moment like this has unfortunately happened with a few different housewives <laughs> in oh, <parallel>. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like this um, I, it's just the timing of it is is tough yeah. it's tough to be I would think right now a Heather Superstan who sees nothing wrong in her actions watching her try to drag Whitney's reputation and Jen just made you know, a decade-long accidental mistake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a decade-long accounting error.
2: <laughs> it's tough. You know, math is hard. Yeah. Math is hard.
0: You're telling me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: what I tell my uh, landlord every month.
0: Yeah. I I mean, it's it's just tough because I, I think part of also viewing it as this larger timeline and knowing that this came before a lot of the subsequent stuff, the BravoCon, the reunion, we know that they have not gotten to any kind of right. better place and so it makes going back into the trenches of last summer feel like a little bit of an exercise in like self-flagellation cuz it's like okay so we're going to we're going to do this again and we already know that the outcome is not going to be anything productive and I, I'm, it's not that I'm not enjoying watching the show, because I, I do think there's a lot of good stuff happening in these first three episodes, but there's a sense of, like, what is the point a little bit?
2: Yeah. And I just feel like Salt Lake was so messed up. Yeah. Like, this season was ba- what made me feel bad. I, like, did not want to continue watching it. And yet I did, um, the ultimate sacrifice. But I just am like watching. I'm like, all right, we're still going to talk about this stuff. And you're going to say things that feel forced or manipulative. And it just kind of, I'm like, all right, we couldn't have like anybody else. And I, I mean, who would have had the foresight of knowing mm-hmm. how my, many months after the fact people would receive Salt Lake? But I just am like... I don't know. I guess there are superstars and then there are others.
0: Well, I think it's it's interesting to think about the specifics of this casting that if they had sent, like, Whitney and Lisa Barlow, it Ooh. would be a completely different vibe because they wouldn't – they would be talking about Jen Shah. They would be talking about things that have happened on their show, but they wouldn't have this personal conflict with each other. And so it would sort of free up the space in the room a little bit and – You know, I think there are interesting things happening. Like Leah's whole arc over these first few episodes is so interesting and kind of hard to get your hands around. And that is something that is completely separate from the Housewives establishment over on Bravo. And so it's Mm. kind of exciting that it's like, okay, this is a completely new thing that we're witnessing and is like exclusive to this set of girls trip episodes. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of Day And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card?
2: Can I ask, what do you think Leah's goal was coming on to Girls Trip?
0: I have a feeling that the goal was a little bit nebulous, but that when it became clear that Roni wasn't going to keep existing in its prior form, and due to the split, Leah kind of gets left out in the cold, Mm. I, I feel like this, you know... Maybe they made an offer to her. Maybe they kind of just reached out generally about, like, are you still interested? I don't know. But it's kind of just, like, something to do. I don't know how much Leah is really, like, doing these days. And I don't mean that in, like, a shady way of, like, what is your career kind of vibe. But, like, I just, you know, I think she kind of was reinventing herself on Roni a little bit. Maybe, like relaunching her company or kind of entering a new era. She did a book. She, you know, she doesn't seem like somebody who has a super like set in stone career trajectory outside of housewives, even if she has been like successful in certain Mm -hmm. arenas. And so I feel like maybe this was just kind of like, Hey, I have this opportunity. It kind of seems like it would be dumb not to do it, but I don't know for her that there was really like an end game goal.
2: Well, what was interesting to me, I forget if you said this on, because we did a pod swap. So I forget if you said this on Andy's girls or during our succession yeah. themed um, birthday party that did not include actually uh, watching or talking about succession. But some, I think it was, I think it was you mentioned that. Is it shed or the production yeah. company that Leah was talking about who she felt is at fault for not being with her grandmother, which is like a very kind of distressing, obviously upsetting, ground shifting um, trauma for her that they are the same that Whitney said they they were her production company, but they're also the same production company that did this
0: girl's trip. I believe so. Yeah,
2: that's a lot like to be talking about that. Yeah. In front of cameras, obviously, but in front of like the same cameras that you felt screwed you at a time in which you really needed someone to like advocate on your behalf. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. It's like the bubble inside of the bubble of thinking about that. Like she knows that she's talking about the people she agreed to work with again. Um, Or maybe she didn't know is that production company? I don't know how those specifics work. Uh, With Girls Trip, but that was real. That's like an extra layer of nuance to Mm -hmm. have that conversation in front of maybe some of the same producers even. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think comparing her to Portia on this trip, because they're Mm -hmm. the two that aren't current Housewives on main franchises. Portia seems like so carefree. She's just kind of like there to have a good time and, you know, maybe have a little drama, maybe stir shit up a little bit, maybe just kind of like have a few cocktails and hang out and live her best life. And Leah doesn't seem as like free on this trip. And I think, I think it's, it's tough to come in that it's like, I don't know what her goal was, but it does feel a little bit like, What what was your hope for this? Like, what did you did you think this was going to be really fun or are you doing it because you wanted the check or are you doing it because you wanted, you know, some exposure or something? Whereas like I feel like Portia, they offered her a number that she was comfortable with and she was like, hell yeah, I'll go to Thailand. That sounds fun. And I don't I'm not getting that energy from Leah so much.
2: Well, I also think Portia has obviously so much influence as a very, very, very one of the I think one of the most popular Housewives certainly to come out of housewives and leave relatively recently, much more seemingly financial business success. She's happily married and she's within that freedom also seemingly able to really also be incredibly vulnerable on the trip so far and talking mm-hmm. about her challenges dealing with postpartum depression and her, um, You know, not feeling able to get out of bed, let alone film and feeling the support of production in that moment of saying, listen, being here and being present, don't you don't need to, quote unquote, like asterisk emphasis, do anything. Yeah, we are here for you. Don't feel like you need to perform, uh, perform, play the part, whatever you are going through. We are here for you for it. And let's remove some of the pressure that Mm -hmm. you might feel with the spotlight, which I think is interesting because obviously, as you said, like she's more interested in having fun. I'm sure has watched the other Girls Trip iterations, seems to have a current present fluency about what's happening in the Bravo world, which I always really appreciate, especially on Girls Trip, and is also able to share those vulnerable moments and get really pissed. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's, I think when it comes to like, What's the payoff of doing Girls Trip? I think regardless of how I feel about some of her individual reactions to some of her current castmates on Girls Trip, that like obviously Girls Trip is going to pay off, I would think, for Portia in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, she was on Watch What Happens Live with Giselle last night. I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, specifically they asked about if she would come back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh my Atlanta. God, what'd she say? She she just said like, never say never right. kind of thing. Like very, you know, not like a uh, soft yes, but also not a no. Um, and I think with Portia, it does feel like that door has never been closed. Yes. And, you know, even if it's not going to be this season, next season, maybe it's three or four years down the line, maybe it's something different. Maybe it's another girl's trip. You know, I think she has always kind of been still like percolating in the universe. Whereas like this for Leah to me feels like it's likely to be the last thing. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean I think Well because like what are the like what are
0: the options? If she's not well received on this girl's trip, which I think right now She doesn't really want to be there. Tough. Yeah. She's not gonna get like asked back to another girl's trip she's not going to be involved in whatever's happening with roni legacy or reboot like at a certain point it's like okay like i i liked leah on new york for the most part like i especially that first season i thought was really strong but it's like at the end of the day it's she's a two-season housewife from a franchise that kind of got canceled. So it's like, uh,
2: and she didn't have the closure of it, which I know, like we talked at length about when that decision was made, but I don't think that holds up well. I mean, I don't think it, I think that it was a bad situation to begin with, but I really think the decision to cancel the reunion worked out pretty terribly for all involved. I don't think that was a great choice. Uh, I think that they have made some pretty unfortunate strategic decisions. I can't believe that they announced the reboot and legacy without finalizing legacy, which led us to the chaos that we're currently in. And with Leah, maybe she was just like, this is a chance to have to close the door and have a door present to close. Mm -hmm. um, Since they took the reunion off its hinges. Um, And maybe she was just like, and this will just be what it is. And I will be able to be honest and be with people who, uh, you know, similar to like the Heather, Lisa of it all, like aren't going to be as focused on like necessarily messing with me as cast members. Like maybe she just thought this will be cool and fun. And at least she made a friend from it. Yeah. Candace.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. It seems like everybody else is like a little more down to just kind of like Party. enjoy the ride. Yeah. And like even, yeah. I mean, Marisol might have a stomach ulcer and she is like a little more fun energy than Leah sometimes. I don't know.
2: Marisol is this the what is it is the straw that stirs the drink and that drink <laughs> is going to murder her tum, and she they, does not care.
0: They need to draft Marisol to Salt Lake City so somebody can be the CEO of fun. <laughs> With her her megaphone, hookers! (laughs) (laughs) Here's the
2: thing with Marisol and Alexia. It's like, I sort of, it's super unfair. I don't care. I just love them together. I love the speaking in Spanish and having absolute side conversations. I don't care. It's so unfair. But as like an outsider viewer to this. I'm not Giselle in that moment. I just love it.
0: I yeah. just love it. It's a, it's interesting the the difference in vibe of the castmates because like Heather and Whitney obviously co- totally at odds right yeah. now.
2: Weird energy. Candace
0: and Giselle have some stuff yeah. clearly. Marisol and Alexia are like truly...
2: Here for a Dynamic
0: good time. Dynamic duo, here for a good Not time. Not a long time. Ethel and Lucy. Mm. Like they there's no sense of like a storyline between the two of them. And I kind of think that is really important this season because so much of there's a, a just more like baggage in general than it feels like. I mean, the the ex-wives club baggage was very specific and like mostly in the past, whereas this is like a little too much. Current stuff happening, maybe, and I love that Alexia and Marisol are just like, yeah, we're we're here in Thailand, like we're gonna have fun. I'm gonna get a yacht day, so we can bring a little bit of Miami to Phuket. It's like, okay, do it. The yacht looked nice.
2: Arguing about whose tequila oh that my. was, whose who's like bottle of will,
0: because apparently they don't have Don Julio in Thailand, so this was like the only nice tequila they could get. Uh, I mean, that's Pepsi failed at his job there. (laughs) He got Porsche the KFC. He should have gotten the 1942.
2: How into Pepsi? The first time I would ever vote Pepsi over Coke. This is the first time I will choose Pepsi.
0: All three seasons of Girls Trip, they actually have done a fantastic job of... Casting, yes. recruiting, no, casting. It's the casting. the house manager, the concierge yeah. role, because those people have been central to all three seasons, and uh, I mean Pepsi, most of all, is just so fucking funny,
2: and also such a light. I'm really, yeah, he has a great sense of humor and of himself, and I love the way that he understands seemingly as like maybe even, God forbid, an actual concierge, which you can't really say about some of the other folks. Marco Marco
0: from X Wives Club was like "Uh," I'm an actor. I don't know why I'm I'm an actor. Here's how much I was paid. (laughs) I don't know anything about housewives.
2: I'm extremely uncomfortable. (laughs) But Pepsi seems like to you know, Pepsi's like saying things about the house that make me think that Pepsi actually does this for a living. And it's also great T V
0: He's like, I put Leah in room three B. I'm (laughs) like Wait, you know the layout? (laughs) I'm impressed.
2: (laughs) I really... How did you feel about that? Why was that the only bad room?
0: I think just because it had no view and was like the smallest. I don't know. It was... I... I, It was an interesting choice to have the rooms pre-assigned, I will say.
2: Did you like it?
0: Um... I didn't dislike it, but also mm. it's sort of that thing of like, now we'll never know what right. delicious chaos we could have had if these women were arriving in Thailand and having to scramble to secure their <laughs> rooms. Because, you know, that could have been television gold. Think of all the housewives room chaos we've had. But also it's like, it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't need that. It's just, is like something to think about.
2: I would be curious to see how like Alexia Marisol would receive you know, arguing or or having any kind of negotiation process over a room. Like would they be
0: cool? That's true. I guess we didn't get that on Miami at all this season. Cause they were like when they were in the Keys, they were each had like their own they were in like hotels. They didn't really do a house type of vibe. Right. Whereas like, you know, Potomac, New York, that's like the lifeblood of is who gets oh what my <laughs> God.
2: May <laughs> it's memory be a blessing, Ramona. The rooms.
0: I know. We'll never. We'll never quite have that back. We'll never
2: have that back. People try. They I mean, try at, to. Inter- they try to. You know.
0: At Bluestone Manor, the rooms were assigned, and that created drama too. Brandy was like in a, you know, <laughs> hovel down the hallway. Like
2: Dorinda, to this day, by the way, it's like her trigger is when someone references yes. the couch, and she's like, "Just so you know, it costs a bajillion dollars, and it's whatever designer from London." Like,
0: it's better than any room that's in her house. <laughs> Let me <tell> you that. <laughs>
2: What do you think Dorinda would? It, had Dorinda been added to this show, how do, do you? Would you have wanted to see that if, um, if production was like Dylan? We have an idea. Do you want this to happen to add Dorinda to this specific girls' trip?
0: No. Yeah. I think I like Dorinda a lot. I think Dorinda is fun. I think she also is more of a real person than comes across on the show sometimes. But mm. I, I don't think I think Dorinda's like doing a good amount. Yeah. Agree. I'm I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Honestly, like I wouldn't really have added anyone to this cast, with the exception of how I said that I think it would be interesting to see a version of it that was like had Whitney and Lisa. But I, you know,
2: <sighs> that hurts my heart. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, because that would have been so good.
0: Lisa probably would be like, Pepsi. <laughs> uh, Pepsi. <laughs> Can you give me a Diet Coke?
2: <laughs> what is it? Forty-four ounces.
0: Forty-four ounces. Light L- ice. Li- li- easy ice. Easy ice with effect. lemon. <laughs> Thank you, Pepsi.
2: Oh, my God. She would have had Vita. She would have thrown that Don Julio overboard and been like, I got this stuff. She'd be like, what? why are
0: you doing the classic? I brought my Vita.
2: Lisa Barlow needs to be on. Girl, I actually yeah. had Lisa Barlow on a um, live show and She was shading the idea that like Salt Lake City isn't old enough to be on it. So like no one should do it. And that's when I think there were rumors that Whitney and Heather were going to be on it. But I would love to see her on Girls Trip. Totally. She'd be really fun.
0: I agree. I also think
2: she would lose her shit, which I would be extremely into
1: as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I, uh, you know... (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts on Girl's Trip. I actually uh, interviewed Jackie Goldschneider last week, which <gasps> is going to be on an upcoming episode. Um, so make sure you're following the show to stay tuned for that. But she had a Girl's Trip concept that I really liked that may or may not include Lisa Barlow. So, Can you
2: tell us who else was in it? I'll, and is there a theme? We well, have to listen. Everybody's going to listen to listen. the episode to, when of it comes course, out. So, of make, course sh- we so do. make sure
0: you're following the <laughs> podcast. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. It's always a pleasure. And I mean, on your birthday, no less.
2: On my blessed day. Me and Vicki Gumvelson living our absolute best lives.
0: Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> uh, remind everyone where they can follow you and listen to your podcast.
2: You can follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley and listen to Andy's Girls, which is a podcast all about the psychology behind the Real Housewives. Semi-weekly episodes out on Tuesdays and Saturdays, wherever you listen to your favorite pods.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Like I said, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. You can find me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. <laughs> don't be all, like, uncool. <laughs> Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sous-McCat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
1: batches